If all else fails, more tools, less gifts, family. There's been a lot of gifts that's been given to people, but not a lot of tools that they can use to apply that information in ways that is productive for them and for everybody else that they will meet in life. Welcome to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributor Support. Our mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. The purpose of this podcast is to expose you to different perspectives, experiences, and ideas. To be notified when JCS publishes a new episode, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921. That is so JCS can notify you directly. No spam, no emails, just a way for us to ensure you are notified about what we are investing in our community. Stay tuned. Peace, family. Hope all is well. We are back with another episode. This is episode 26, what youth and young adults should be asking of their parents. Now, what are things that parents can do to set you up for success? That's the first question. The next question is, what are things the generation before you can do so you can focus on other things? And let's get into it. As usual, timestamps in the description. When we talk about credit worthiness, a lot of people don't, or let's say may not be introduced to that idea of credit until they're purchasing something. There would be a car, it would be a house, or it would be something along those lines, or in a department store where somebody's saying, if you apply for a credit card, you may be pre-approved in X, Y, and Z. Rarely, credit worthiness is a topic of discussion amongst youth. I'm not saying it's not discussed. I'm saying it's not discussed as much as it should be in America when you look at how much liability in the debt crisis that is going on today. Let me give you an example. Now, growing up, there wasn't a lot as far as subscriptions and digital content, but there could have been something, let's say a phone bill, if I knew ahead of time, instead of me asking for gifts and all those things for my birthday or you know, presents for Christmas, I would have asked for my mother or father to go ahead and get a secure credit card, which is a credit card that somebody put down a deposit for. So it's like you're using your money as collateral to cover the expense of the credit card in the event that you're not able to pay it. I would have asked my parents, go ahead and give me a secure credit card. And what they would do is get like the phone bill they would pay each month. They could just use the credit card to pay for that and pay the credit card the same amount of money that they would have paid out of their bank account. So that's not additional money that they would have to spend, but it would help me because they would have me as a card holder. Let me back up and clarify. What they can do is either one of my parents or even both of them, let's say if it was me turning one, it's a great celebration. They always buy all the presents and all those things. That's cool. But me turning one could also be how they get a secure credit card and it will add me as an account holder. And one, I don't need the credit card for nothing. But when you think of compounding, that value is going to change the trajectory of the conversation. If they would have had me as an account holder, they would get the credit card. It's in their name because they're opening the account and they would get another credit card with my name on it because I'm the additional card holder. What they would do is they would take that credit card and go to wherever their little phone bill is or whatever, and they will put the credit card as the method of payment and they will set it up on automatic payments because rather they pay for it with credit or pay with cash, they still have to make the payment every month. There is no question about how much the bill would be because they're paying it every month. All you do is set it up so it automatically drafts off the credit card balance. That money is now being charged to the credit card. And then you set up the credit card to automatically withdraw the amount of money from the bank account. So let's say the phone bill is $50. That's $50 that's charged to the credit card. And then you can have it set up to where the credit card 
will charge the bank account $50 to pay off its balance before the closing date of the credit card statement. That's $50 that you will still pay out your bank account, but you just add an additional step because it's going through the credit card, which goes through the bank account. Hopefully I didn't lose nobody. So each month, you already know that amount is going to be the same. So that's the same amount of money that will be drafted out of the bank account to pay off the credit card. Now, since you have that set up, you now cut up both of the credit cards. So the parent will cut up their credit card and then it will cut up my credit card because I'm just one. I'm not using it. Remember, the only time you have to update the credit card information is when that credit card expires. But they're going to send out new credit cards, usually a month or two before they expire. So you just go online, update the credit card information, and then you cut the credit cards again. So when you think of that as a habit, that would be for the next 17 years, I'm now 18. I now have 17 years of good credit without even changing anything. My parents didn't have to change anything in their lifestyle because it's for them, but it's something that helps me. When I become 18, I have 17 years of low credit usage. 17 years of paying my credit cards on time. The line of credit will increase incrementally every year as everything's going up. And I have a beautiful track record when it comes to credit worthiness. If I wish to get a car, I can do that without somebody having to be a cosign. If I wish to purchase a house later on, I mean, of course, it comes with the proof of income and all those things, but there's a track record of credit history. So it's less that I would have to justify because I have a history of productive and responsible credit usage. That is something that I wish more youth would ask their parents or have conversations with their parents about, because if they cut up the credit cards, they can't abuse that credit card, which will negatively impact my credit worthiness. And if they have the bills that set up, that's automatic. You just put one bill on the card. doesn't have to be everything, just one bill on the card. And that ensures that nobody is abusing that credit card. The credit card is being paid. And it's also something that is not so much of a risk because it's established payments every month. You already know how much the amount is going to be. The next thing that youth or young adults should be asking of their parents is, a life insurance policy. I was speaking to one of my little rascals. Uh, he had recently got out the military and I was telling him about, you know, these are the things that I wish I knew when I was your age or younger so that way I could better prepare myself for life. As I was talking to him, his grandfather helped him out with the line of credit as an adding him as a card holder. So he was able to buy a truck by himself. He was able to get a house by himself because his grandfather set him up for success. Let's lead into the next part. The life insurance policy, when I was talking to him about it, I said, I know you, was, you had it while you was with the military, but what do you have now? He said, oh, well, my grandfather and them, they set up a life insurance policy when I was a baby. They paid it off. And so they just gift it to me. So he now has a life insurance policy in the event of his passing as something he can pass to his child or wife or both. And I was like, man, that is two things that usually will set somebody back in life because they will be like having to pay for their own policy because then it will cross their mind or they have to now put forth a level of understanding to understand how credit worthiness is factored into loans and the possibility of them securing loans. That's two big things that children are not asking their parents or what parents may not be providing for their children because they're not aware of it. When you think of those two critical factors, that would change the trajectory of your life because the next decision that you will make, usually purchasing a car, buying a house, that would involve a level of credit worthiness. You make good money, but there's no credit history to reflect if somebody was to give you X amount of dollars for a loan, can you confirm that you're able to pay it back? 
That's like dating somebody that you know no history about and then learning about them after the fact. Mm, Do you want to take that risk? Now, another thing that a lot of people may not have discussions about with their parents, at least not in a, a structured approach, would be lessons learned. What would they do differently if they was to have the chance to go back and address some of them things that they believe they messed up on or was not well equipped to take care of? And then pay attention to that. The reason why those conversations are taking place is because it's like your history can inform your future. When you look at the mistakes that other people made, when you look at the hassles and trial and error experience, you are now getting a level of understanding that you did not have to put yourself through to receive it. Do you wish to learn all of this yourself and go through those hassles yourself? Or do you wish to take what I like to call the true experience of learning through other people? Because it's not you just taking a shortcut. It's you being more aware of the decisions that you may have to make and knowing what is behind those doors before you even open them. Because somebody has given you that information ahead of time. Let's go back to that trial and error aspect of it. What are some of the dumb things that your parents did? What are some of the things that your parents are ashamed of? What do they see or expect for you to accomplish in your lifetime. When you talk about trial and error, that is what those discussions are for. When you look at it from that perspective, a lot of people will be more aware of decisions that they are making because there are discussions that's being had about previous mistakes that was made, how they corrected it, or if they were not able to correct it, what would they do differently if they was to face that situation again? You can learn a lot about that. Another thing youth are not paying attention to is just laws and regulations. What is the expectation of an individual going about their day in their community? What is the do's and don'ts of the neighborhood? Some people may be familiar with that, but what are the do's and don'ts of your city? What are the do's and don'ts of your state? The history behind that are just understanding how these social behaviors were developed and enforced could save you so much trauma and and just going down a path of uncertainty because you're now well aware of these things. Just like a parent would say, don't do this, don't do that. Hopefully the same conversation of laws and regulations could be applied. I understand how parents are in their households, but it's not what you're doing at home that would be the issue, at least from a, a youth perspective or a young adult. It's when you walk out of that door and you're not in that let's say that security of your own home, you're now in society. So there are laws that is expected, or let's say behaviors that are expected or encouraged out in society. Who is having those discussions when we talk about legally, how can you be held responsible? Who's having those conversations about if there is a a criminal justice or there's a law that you have broken, what is the procedure of going about that if law enforcement is interacting with you? Do you need to speak with lawyers about things ahead of time? Would it be wise to find a lawyer in certain specialties and fields or just a general lawyer and just ask questions? How do you research that? What are the regulations of your city? What are the laws that are pending approval? What are laws that may be passed in the future? For the sake of discussion, those are some of the things that the people before you can consult you on. And even if they don't know, you have established a boundary of what can you go to them for in regards to seeking guidance on things. Very informational, very impactful. Another thing would be support groups. Who is in your parents' support group and who helps them mold and develop you? A lot of parents will say, well, I'm doing this by myself. And I think by them expressing that, that confirms that they are sabotaging opportunities because they did not think of cultivating a support group or pointing you in the direction of people who are more experienced in certain areas. A mother can raise her son. I'm not questioning that. 
But can a mother provide the same quality of understanding that a male figure or a male role model can provide? That is a conversation that is worth having. When we talk about support group, it's not just about family in and of itself. We're talking about who are people in the community that are regarded as wise, influential, who are people who can give you the answer that you're in search of when your parents are not available to provide that information. There will be a time your parents will not be available, but who is it that they have confidence and a level of understanding with? If you was to go to them in the absence of your parents, they would be happy that you went to that person because they're going to provide you with that guidance structure and that responsibility or accountability in their absence. Another thing would be skills and development. Like what is considered important in your environment, your community and influential areas that you frequent. When we talk about skills, it's not just about communicating. It's not just about being good with your hands. It's about applying information in a way that is productive for you and for everybody else that is involved. When we talk about development, that's just you going through that process of understanding what works best for you. Skills and development is something that the youth and young adults should be asking of their parents. If you see that your parents are not able to provide you with that, that is then your responsibility to put them in a position to help you find other people who can assist you with those situations. Because the questions or conversations that's not being had is what's going to lead to the downfall of people going forward. So it's like negligence and ignorance is what's impacting people and the the comfort of I don't know. Another thing that a lot of people may not spend the time to truly dissect and research is economics. Who has productive revenue habits. There are people who make money around you, but if all you see is people working a nine to five to receive income, you're only getting one side of the story. Who's the investor? Who's self-employed? Who's the person who has businesses that they own and operate? If all you know is somebody working a nine to five, it may be a great company, but how do you know if that works for you if you have more of an entrepreneurial spirit? You are more likely somebody who can start businesses and solve solutions, and now you're being compensated for that. But if you was never exposed to that or understanding how economics work, you are putting yourself in a limiting approach because it, it does not help you to not understand whether the options will be there for you. So when you think of economics, it's not just supply and demand. It's not just who have money and who don't have money. It's about understanding the process and fulfilling the voids that people would have in their life. That way it creates economic support for you. Do you wish to be the only person who is able to provide for your family? Because economically, that is one way of going about it. Or do you wish to have businesses and other things that can be the economic support group that assists you in your times of need? More tools, less gifts. So what I mean by tools is a tool is a book, an audio book, you know, seminars, webinars. Um, those things will always outlast the gifts such as the video games, entertainment, subscriptions to unproductive things. More tools is something that you can apply to increase your ability to understand, to increase your level of impactfulness, and to increase your knowledge of something that will help you later on down the road. That is what a tool is. A gift, when you think about America and how a gift is associated now, kids will ask for the toys, consoles, video game, concert tickets to go to some show to be entertained. Kids will ask for subscriptions to you know, streaming platforms 
not necessarily documentaries. It's just more for the escapism, escaping from their current situations, not wanting or have the urge to address things. I consider those a gifts. What I like less excuses and more responsibilities. There is no in between. Well, maybe I got it. Maybe I don't know. Success is for those who apply themselves or position themselves to be able to hit that mark. If you did not hit the mark, repopulate that idea. Go ahead and review that formula and put that process back into that level of understanding and apply it. So that way you can hit the mark. It's just that simple. For some of you who may be past that age of being youth or the young adults, no problem. Reverse the logic. That's it. Everything that I said you would ask of parents and what parents should be paying attention in regards to you and your upbringing, you just doing the reverse of that. You are the parent now. So now you look at credit worthiness if you were to have a child. You look at life insurance policy for yourself and then get another one for your child because that's setting them up for success. When you think of lessons learned, you are the parent now. Your responsibility is to pass that down to your child. When you look at laws and regulations, if you're not familiar with it, learn it yourself. That way you can pass down that level of understanding with your child. When you think of support groups, if all you have is you, that is an indicator that you are cutting yourself short. You have to go look for people who have knowledge in areas that you don't and get that information. And that way you now bring your child into that circle of responsibility. And now they're being counseled. That way they could be of royalty, but now they have a counsel to advise them so they could continue to make wise decisions. If all else fails, more tools, less gifts, family. There's been a lot of gifts that's been given to people, but not a lot of tools that they can use to apply that information in ways that is productive for them and for everybody else that they will meet in life. Hopefully that was a, a mouthful, just a little something to let you all know that there's always something that can be done. We make the choice to execute on that possibility or we make the choice to neglect to execute on that possibility. That is for you and yours. Hopefully that's a, a conversation that's worth having with the people who you frequent, as in your friends, your family, and even associates in your everyday life. Let that be conversations that we have. What should young adults and youth be asking parents? Or if you're a parent, what should you be informing your children before they even ask you? That is how life works. That is how a balance is established, and that is how accountability and responsibility should be applied going forward. With that being said, take care of yourself. Until next time, family. See you next episode. And that wraps up another episode, family. If you made it this far, thank you again for listening. If you wish to be a guest, we would love to have you. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921 to get a direct link to sign up and provide a date and time. Take care of yourself, family. See you next time.